Ambrosia. And I'm Don Manning. And you're listening to Loving, Leaving, and Leading. We are so excited to share our journey with you and answer the questions you all have been asking. Who's she with now? She did what? Has she lost her damn mind? Our conversations are always off the cuff, outrageous, and slightly inappropriate. So we invite you to come eavesdrop on what we've been up to. Everyone, welcome to episode one. Who are we, and why are we doing this? Who are we? Who are we? I sometimes ask myself that multiple times a day. Who am I, and what am I doing, and why am I doing it, and is this who I want to be? Of course, it is. I don't know what else. Who Some days else? it is, right? I don't. Yeah. But when I decide it's not, then I I change, and I <laughs> usually make some super reactionary decision and. We see where it goes, right? Yeah, like going to Bali or some something. I don't like know. That. Or yeah. in your case, <laughs> deciding to move in a fourteen-hour period after one particularly rough. <laughs> yeah, a rough patch. patch. A rough patch. What to do? Run away. <laughs> okay. So more on that in episode. I don't know what it is, but we we do have a. That's where the leading comes or leaving comes from in our podcast name. Yeah. So more about that later. But just to give the people some context, tell us a little bit about who you are and where you come from. Who am I? Um, Well, um, yeah, I mean, I've thought about this a lot and considering what I'm going to say here, like how long do we have? There's so much. There's so much to it. Um, You know, I was born in 1971. Let's go back to the beginning I am 51 years old, almost 52, 52. This so glad year. you said the age. I was, I'm like yeah. not good at doing the math in my head. So yeah, I didn't, you. I didn't, I didn't want you to have to figure it out. <laughs> and I'm also not afraid to say it like, you know, some people don't like to give their, I don't know. I just, I don't care at this point. So yes, I'm 51, going to be 52. Um, grew up in a pretty strict, uh, pretty strict home first first born not really allowed to do anything you know go anywhere no boys no dating um you know pretty pretty sheltered and protected um well, I wasn't even allowed to go to college because of the the fear and danger of what could come from being sort of let loose you know <laughs> so which <clears throat> actually might have been a better alternative, you know, if I had experienced some things at a younger age, but we won't go there, mom and dad, you know, (laughs) Um, (laughs) because as we know, everything happens for a reason. And um, so got married pretty young um, to um, my then husband, who I met through a church function, which was the one place I was allowed to go and do things, you know, the church youth group. So that's where we met, um, turned 21, got married shortly after, a couple weeks after that, um, moved out of state uh, because he was stationed, he, he was stationed in California. So got married, got in the car, moved, immediately got pregnant and started our journey, our family. Uh, what branch of the military? Navy. 
Oh, so I didn't know that. So we're learning new things. My ex is Navy too. Really? Yeah. Did you also live in Coronado? Um, no, but funny, because I love California. I would have perhaps loved to. Mm-hmm. He was stationed in Virginia and Norfolk. So I did live in Virginia Beach for a summer waitressing. We lived in an extended stay. <laughs> oh, nice. How how romantic. <laughs> well, you know, it wasn't cheap either back then. And that was a long time ago. We were paying something like $400 a week. It was crazy. Oh, wow. To- yeah stay so I didn't mean to interrupt but see I'm learning new things every day about you I I same here yeah so my ex was stationed in Norfolk when uh, before we were married Mm. so I actually went there quite a few times um, to visit but when we got married we moved to Coronado California beautiful you know so we were there for about a year and a half had our first uh, son there um, came back home and um, have we have three boys. They are my everything, really. Um, they're grown men now, 18, 20, and almost 30. Um, I can't believe it. Uh, so I'm an empty nester. <clears throat> Got divorced about 12 years ago. Um, a little more than 12 years ago. 12 and a half years ago. But and no one's doing math here like me. So yeah, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, no big deal. 12 years, 12 and a half, whatever. Um, <laughs> and I've been um, single since then. Didn't think it would go that way. But um, but yeah. But wait, 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 wait. We got to clarify. Not single as in you've been unattached this whole time. You've had several relationships, which we'll get into a little later, but I just want to clarify that. Yes. Let me rephrase dating. Yes. 12 years of dating Mm -hmm. through that time. I've done a number of things. So when I was married, I was a stay at home mom. Love that. Love that life. I mean, I did it, you know, I don't know, dare I say almost like Martha Stewart, you know? Oh, okay. Okay. You know, maybe close you know I also really um <laughs> thrive in the domestic Martha Stewart yeah. <laughs> you know I know about me, I is, know that that I is am not no Martha Stewart true right we are complete <laughs> opposites in that way and that's okay mm-hmm. right everyone's allowed to be different but <laughs> I love cooking cleaning gardening growing things you know I mean talk about making things you know, I ground my own flour. I made homemade yogurt. My kids had nothing but, you know, uh, you know, ridiculousness. You know, my, my kid had crouton lunches that I got <laughs> calls from from the camp counselor. Um, it was this croutons. is actually kind of a funny aside. So when I was first really getting to know Don and one of the exes um, that has been part of my journey was vegan, and so I tried to be super nice and had her come over and give me some cooking I had a it was a mockery a cooking show show called culinary magic with Christina and she tried to help me cook and it was what 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 would you use to describe it frightful we we tried we did I would say we I tried and it turned into me just saying how much can I pay you to do this for me because I don't want to do it it would have been I think if you had had it, it it you know, the way ideally would have been me cooking the food, sneaking it over, putting it in the oven and running away before the vegan 
then partner would show up and you would just maybe present here's the food my girlfriends could always tell when he was out of town because they would get a picture of a steak from outback the day he left i would run to outback gorge on my meat and potatoes right. and they would say oh so and so is out of town i see and i would say right. yes no more of that nasty ass vegan cheese for me yeah i love vegan cheese that's so funny and i do think i think that that particular uh, boyfriend of yours traveled with his Vitamix. <laughs> he did, and I bitch about all little... the counter space it would take. Yes. <laughs> sounds a little like me. Strange, but yeah, that was fun trying to teach you to cook. Um, but yeah, didn't. So Martha Stewart, go on, go work. on. So she's so humble I... too, folks. No. <laughs> <laughs> Joking. And and anyone who knows me knows I'm not exactly you know, as adept as Martha Stewart, but I do love that life. And, and I did that for 18 years before, before we got divorced. Um, and now, or since then, uh, I would call myself a multi-potentialite, which I recently learned is a thing. And so, um, I do lots of things. I teach yoga. I, um, cook food for people. I work with um, a group of young men uh, uh, that are disabled, and I love them. They're like my my children. Um, yeah, basically, I do a lot of things, many things, to earn a living, uh, so that I don't have to sit at a desk nine to five. Because I think that would just about probably kill me to have to do something like that so well and it's funny because as different as I am from you on the domestic front um although I am a mom to an amazing 13 year old who I think is probably more mature than me in a lot of ways super kind <laughs> and smart and graceful and but introverted right but I do work a nine-to-five job but also like Dawn, multi-potentially trying to do all the things. Yeah. Which this podcast is one of those, just one of the things, many, one of the many things that, that we're doing right now. Segue into who are you? Oh, okay. Did you finish who you were? I interrupt um, a lot, so I but don't choose to it. Are we I'm good? Used to it. Yeah. Um, did I miss anything? I mean, probably lots, but that's the basics. That's the basics of me, I think. I've been single 12 years. I've been dating 12 years, currently not single, um, thanks to a wonderful, wonderful man. Um, and friend who made an introduction. That's right. That's right. Because of you. <laughs> because of you. So interesting. That's an interesting story. That's a very interesting story. Had to do with an open mic night. My favorite thing. Shut up. She's teasing. <laughs> but it is funny because I did make an introduction. There was a little rough spot there, which then led to us talking about the podcast on dating and our love lives and because they're changing all the time Yeah. to then a reunion, but also a relationship that is, I'm speaking for you now. Um mm -hmm. Go ahead. Where both people are com like comfortable enough where we can still do our talk, tell all of our stories and kind of get into the 
good, the bad, and the ugly of our past. Yeah. Yeah. He is a most amazing, most amazing, supportive partner. Yay. So, yeah, to be able to talk about anything and everything and have there be no um, worry. Very cool. Know. Yeah. Yeah. It's wonderful. So, so, so yeah. I was also raised Catholic, went to Catholic grade school, public high school. And I also was in a relationship, my first serious committed relationship early on. I I mean, I had a first love of my life from like fifth grade all through high school, but that had its own issues. And it wasn't, I would say like a long-term committed monogamous relationship, right? But my the person I ended up marrying, I had been with for 17 years and we have a great relationship now. We're great co-parents. Um, it's been good. But since then, after the divorce, um, had a few other really kind of big heartbreaks and then there were you know some filtered in there that just a date here a couple dates there that didn't progress for one reason or another but there were some pretty pretty significant ones in there um, which we'll talk more about in different episodes and you know one of the topics that I'm thinking we'll cover is just what that dating looks like when you are a mom And I know, like, I have some guilt around, like, oh, my daughter has met these different men, but they were all people that at the time I really saw a future with. Um, Yeah. That's, I mean, you, you don't know what you don't know, right? And I think one similarity that Don and I share is that we are this sort of, like, we want that big love and our... I, I was telling Don earlier, I was going to say hopeless romantics, but hopeful romantics. I once had a life coach that kept correcting me when I said I was a hopeless romantic, which was the award I won in high school. She said, no, you're a hopeful romantic. Mm-hmm. So in some ways that leads to lots of chaos and lots of tears and lots of pain. But on the other end of that, it also leads to really amazing adventures and experiences and growth right yeah and I'm I, I might add that there are different ways to do it that's not what this episode is about but there are different ways to do it with children some people keep their love interest or their 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 boyfriend or girlfriend right completely hidden from their children to protect them in the event that things don't work out right I mean that's one way of doing it and nobody really gives you a book on how to do this when you start doing this. But um, I think there's also another way, and it's the way you did it, and it's the way I did it, is that my children are very important to me. And it's also very important to me. And it was at the time important to me that whoever was in my life would like, possibly love my children and want to help me and build a life with me and my children. So, you know, um, not to introduce them to every person that came into my life, because there were some first dates, there were some short relationships, right? But within a reasonable amount of time, I wanted 
the person that I was interested in to meet my children so that I could see what kind of man they would be around my children. And that, that lends itself to your children meeting some people that don't always work out. And I think that also there's a lesson in that. Yeah. And I think how a lot of those relationships end and how your children witness those endings and how you handle them, right, is also a lot of teachable moments. We'll put it that way, right, of, of yeah. how we handle it, um, about how we speak about that person when they're no longer in our lives. Absolutely. All the things. And that all things don't work out. All things don't last. Sometimes things are good. Sometimes they're bad. Sometimes you work through it. Sometimes you can't. Some things are deal breakers. Some things come in and go out and come back in again. Right. And we don't always, well, we don't know what that's going to look like. and We can't predict the future. Although damn, if we don't try with our palm (laughs) readers and our tarot readings. Right. Right. Well, and I also say, you know what, there's always therapy. And I figure, and I have, I have, I have older children. We find out eventually, you know, as they get older and in therapy, how there was much a great, did we mess them up? <laughs> I saw a great meme or something once and it was like, I've provided my children like enough dysfunction to make them interesting. So I'm going to go with that. Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. What else, right. What else can we do? You know, but just to do it, to do it, how for me, it's like, do it how it feels best, natural, you know, keeping things safe and, and somewhat reasonable and and happy and healthy, but you have to go with, with what feels right to you, I think. So. And so why are we doing this? Can we like speak for a minute on that? Like what? Yeah. What's all the questions, don't you think? It's all the, I mean, in my, in my, I mean, I've never had so much interest and fun and, and, um, travel and, um, experiences as I, I have in a different way from my married stay-at-home mom life and my, my dating life, not really by choice, but kind of, I mean, I got divorced by choice, but like, I didn't expect to be in this experience or dating for 12 years, but that's how it was. And, I have had lots of people ask me questions and be confused and interested and surprised and um, nosy, wanting to know, you know, um, some think it's great, some think it's crazy, some wonder what's wrong with me. So I think I have said, and I have been told by my close friends that I could write a book about my experiences and I am writing a book about some of my experiences. You are. I'm going to use that are. for a plug there because you just led right into it. It's perfect. It's perfect. And I won't write a book because that's too much for me. I just, yeah. like, I'd like to, but no. I've so been that's... told along your uh, your book line, I've had people say, your life would be a great reality show. And I'm thinking, I don't know if I should, is that insulting or complimentary <laughs> or I'm not really sure how to feel about this. I joke, I'm like the Cleveland T Swift here. And my, you know, it's complicated. It should be my permanent tagline. I there feel like I should just never change it. Right? <laughs> I mean, we want to change it eventually, maybe. Right. I don't know. You know, I think part of this too is expression as a creative and a writer expression is super important to me in whatever form that takes. And I know I'm a 
I talk to process. So I'm a lot of stream of consciousness all the time. In fact, in some of my relationships, <laughs> I'll, I'll never forget one boyfriend saying to me, do you always do that? And I said, do what? He said, just talk to your, like, you're just walking around the house talking to yourself. And I, I was like, of course, mm -hmm. like I didn't, I'm not even aware that I'm doing it. Right. And so in some ways I'm hoping that this <laughs> podcast is a bit healing for me. And as I'm talking, I, cause it, it seems that if you let me talk long enough. I often kind of come to some realizations about yeah. who I am and who I want to be and what I want to do differently. Right. And, and that's interesting that you just said that because I actually had a past relationship, an old boyfriend literally say to me at one point, just randomly, you know, you're talking to yourself. And I was like, huh? What? And he was like, you talk to yourself. And I was like, yeah, I guess I do. What? He was like, why do you do that? I was like, well, I don't know. I guess I'm just talking it through. Like, you know, it could be big stuff. It could be nothing stuff. It could be, I'm, you know, going in this other room to do such and such. Oh, what did I need to do? Like, it could be nothing and it could be everything, but yeah, it's, it's a way that we, that we process. And by the way, that relationship didn't work out. So I love that you just said too <laughs> something, it resonated with me when you said it could be nothing or it can be everything. And I feel like given that a lot of this podcast is uh, about our dating and relationship journeys, I think we go into relationships a lot like that. Like, yeah, it could be nothing, but it could be everything. And yeah. so that try putting it all in going mm -hmm. all in. I mean, I've moved <laughs> to Virginia, you know, for a summer for a man, I've done some, some, and I shouldn't say for a man, for the possibility of a relationship that feels like it could be everything, right? And mm -hmm. that can bring a lot of heartache and pain and tears, but wow, it's... Yeah, it's but how else to do it? In my in my mind and in my feeling, what, how else would you do it? Would you and not yet, do it? And yet a lot it? of would people you... choose to do it different, right? And maybe yeah. it's a saner way and a safer way. <laughs> You're reminding me, I'll have to look up the woman's name because I like as a writer to give credit where it's due when I've heard people say something, but there's this great quote and she, the woman, woman wrote love fiercely because this all ends. And it just really it touched my heart. Right. So I go in as many times as I've been hurt and it's been a lot and I'm a mm. super sensitive, deeply feeling empathetic person. I think that's what allows me to be what I hope is a good artist and writer too, but it's not, I mean, there's been a lot of dark nights, right? But I try and love fiercely when I do it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. And I mean, it, it resonates with both of us. That's why we are the way we are. And our time here is short. And I think that's, that's how all the things are coming together for me and you. It's like, let's go. How much, how much time do we have here? And what do, what do we need to do? What do I want to do? What do you want to do? I mean, all of your passions, all of your creative things, they're starting to come together now. And well, that life is short. You know, I was talking to a therapist after my most recent breakup and I, it seems to be a pattern in my relationships that things end rather dramatically and suddenly. Um, mm. 
And so I said, God, like, I'll talk to some people and they, they'll say, even people still in relationships, like, oh, I haven't had sex in a year. Oh, it's been over for a long time. Or, oh, we've decided we're just better off as friends. And we really, you know, have been living these separate lives under the same roof. And I'm like, astounded, like how? And in some ways, I wonder, like, God, would that and I was working through this with the therapist, like what, sometimes I think that'd be easier, right? Because you're so checked out at that point that mm-hmm. when you finally decide to part ways, it doesn't feel as if your whole world is flipped and the ground's being pulled out from under you. But then I think but how much time would I have wasted in those situations too? So I don't know. I mean, it's probably like, you know, six of one half dozen of the other, whatever, but there's also my endings have been very much where I'm still very like totally in love with the person and attracted. And I'm not going to go into right now, all the reasons those different relationships have ended, but they've all ended rather suddenly. Um, Very, very raw. Yeah. It's that's, that's kind of, yeah. And that's um, interesting because not all of mine, but a majority of the relationships I have been in have ended very sort of flat, mm. just sort of mm, stepping away. There have been a couple that weren't like that, but um, but not a lot of drama, more logic, not working. Um, could be me, could be you. It's not always one way or the other, but just sort of like, mm, okay, mm-hmm. this is enough. I'm sorry, you know. So, and- And it's funny, I just want to, because I think sometimes when people hear that things have ended dramatically, at least not to my knowledge, none of my relationships have ended because of like a third party or cheating, which I feel very grateful in that regard, like not Mm -hmm. to have that skeleton to take with me to other, I mean, I have a lot of my own skeletons, not to worry, but (laughs) my own insecurities and hangups. But I think a lot of times when people hear like dramatic or sudden endings, that's where their mind goes automatically. And that has not been my experience and yet they still have ended in these kind of yeah explosions right yeah and it's just one way that it can happen I mean it's how you I think it's how you manage it or how you deal with it or or go from there maybe that's another book in the making right like the art of the breakup or something I don't know well you know (laughs) after after you write my books your book first then my story. Dawn's Wild Ride. Third, right. Third, so now you have three books. You have a series of three. There we go. Put, I love put it. That, yeah, put that in your document when we're done with this. So, so <laughs> as we're kind of coming to the end of our time together for this episode, I just want to mention that in an effort to protect those who have been in relationship with us at one point <laughs> or another, we've come up with some pseudo names so that when we talk about any of our past experiences, and it'll usually be like a, a culmination of men tied up into this one fake name that we're using. Ooh. Huh? What? Say it again. Tied up. I don't know. You just said put something there in my head. Uh, so <laughs> I... <laughs> My person, my fake person's name is going to be Paul. So whenever I tell a story, I'll be like, so let me tell you this thing that happened with Paul. Mm -hmm. Um, And Paul might really be a combination of one or two or three, or we don't need to get into the numbers. All tied up. All tied up. (laughs) (laughs) Got it. Got it. Got it. I get what you're saying. And Don, who is your, your person going to be? 
We'll call him George. George. So funny story when Don and I decided that we should probably have fake names to protect the identity of those who have been brave enough, we'll say it that way, to enter into relationship with us as we were throwing out different names. It's harder than one might think because I would throw out a name and Don would be like, nope, I dated two of those. She would throw out a name. I'm like, (laughs) nope, he's on my record already. So George and Paul. George and Paul. They're two men that we haven't dated. Yeah, perfect. Right. It's perfect. <laughs> well, Thank this you, has Jesus. been so fun. And we hope that you tune in next time to learn more about George and Paul and anything else you want to say, Don, before we wrap it up. I mean, I just cannot wait. It's going to be a wild ride. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to see where it ends. Yeah. All right. Till next time. 